believe you're believable of God's word and believe in life. You know what? Humility is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adubu Essien. God bless you. And write everything down. You know, ministry is run by instructions. Someone said that ministry is run by instructions. I can't hear you. Ministry is run by instructions. What that means is that God, His authority will be exercised through men. Now, there's different kinds of authority. There's authority over devils, amen? Authority over spirits. But when we're talking about authority in the sense of hierarchy, God's authority in the church is expressed through ministers. His authority in the church is expressed through what people call the fivefold, what we call the five or fourfold ministry. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. There's that those are the ones who are the, the spiritual leadership of the body of Christ. Are you seeing that? And so in a local assembly, in a church, in a ministry, these people are responsible. Because of their responsibilities, they are authorized, you understand, to instruct. And it's so serious that in your life as a believer, because you see in the spirit you are under somebody, there is no such thing as a vacuum in the spirit or spiritual independence. In the spirit, you are under somebody. If you are a believer in the spirit, you are under someone. It doesn't matter if you moved away from the church. It doesn't matter if you hate the person. It doesn't matter if you decided to go your own way, do your own thing, attend another church, attend another ministry. It doesn't matter. In the spirit, you are under the person. In the spirit, you remain under the person. And when you understand this, there are things that can go well in your life or not go well in your life based on your alignment to such people. That's one of the things I've learned over time. I learned it before. I've learned over time. And I've learned through experience. I've learned it through practice. I've learned it through pain. Is this thing about authority. I've learned about submission. I've learned about authority. I've learned that it is important to, number one, recognize who God has placed over you. Number two, to yield yourself. The Bible says you submit yourselves. You are not the, it is not something that someone will do for you. Submission is not forced or enforced. Submission is given. You give it. It's on with me. You give it. Now there is authority in the local church, authority, authority among believers. But there is authority, or what we call the believer's authority. His authority or authority in Christ Jesus the authority that has been given to you by you being born again. The Bible says that, you know, um, Jesus, you know, he rose, when he rose from the dead, and he saw the, the apostles, he told them, all power has been what? Given to me. In other words, he's telling you, all authority has been given to me. Then he says, go into all the world. In other words, he authorized them. He gave them the responsibility and the authority to go and preach the gospel. So in that authority, when we go, he now says, heal the sick. 
He says, cast the out devils, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and all that stuff. Hallelujah. So believers will operate or function in that authority. Now, you also have to realize that in every believer's life, okay, when a believer decides to take that authority seriously and he begins to walk in that authority, he begins to go in that might, he begins to do the things that the Bible has said, go in the authority to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers. You will have to realize that based on that authority he has, right, he can also decide the way things will work. He can decide the outcomes of situations. If he is going to heal the sick, and he tells the sick that the sick will not get healed till the sick jump. The sick will not get healed till they jump. That is the authority you have in Jesus Christ. Jesus showed us different ways to exercise that authority. He said you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Right? Of course, you can speak healing. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. You can speak words to heal people. There are many ways you can do that. The centurion said to Jesus... When Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house to heal your servant, he said, no, don't come, don't bother. He said, I'm a man in authority, and I'm a man under authority, and I say to one soldier, go, and he goes, and I say to the other one, go, and he goes, or come, and he comes. You know, he said, just send your word. Just say, your, just say the word. He understood that that is how authority works. He said, just say the word. And Jesus just spoke the word, and the Bible said, at that very hour, his servant was healed. So Jesus wanted to go and pray. He said, no, you cannot speak the word. You cannot say the word. And that person will be healed. And that's what happened. But let me say this. If Jesus said, no, I will come to your house before that guy will be healed, there's nothing that guy would do that could change it. Nothing can change that. And this is why it's important in a meeting, all right, whether it's in the local assembly or under the ministration of a person, whether it's by healing, whether it's by the prophetic, by what, you must also understand or know the conditions that have to be met. Now, there are some Christians that based on their lack of understanding of the things of the Spirit and their legalistic mindset, they will put, they will put hurdles in front of you. I know people that will tell you, you cannot receive a miracle till you go and win souls. There are people like that. They will tell you, from me, to receive a miracle, you must, they will tell you the instruction is go and win souls. And then it will happen for you. You may despise them, you may not like them, you may say, they don't know the word. You may say all that one that you like, but in the end, if you do not follow the instruction they give, you will receive nothing. That is how it works. Because God's authority is found in men. God's authority is found where? In men. It's all with me. God's authority is found in men. Hallelujah. 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 So today, um, I've been asked to talk. When I said I've been asked, it's not asking, I've been commanded or instructed to speak on the healing anointing. Amen. To speak on the healing anointing. Now today's, um, I wouldn't call it a teaching I will call him one like of an exhortation, and I may teach within that. Things may happen, but Shabada Bazi, this is the Labalus, Kaladadusus, 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Paradazos. Brela balagadabadaba de shanadas. Brekadabadados himadadada shinimandos. Flokatanimanakade shadosos. Sibale froto de badabadades. Sadabalades adadadadesa. Shadadados elebadosa. Salades adadosa. It's healing, it's healing, it's healing. <laughs> the wounds are healing. Oh, Rabadas. The wounds are healing. <laughs> the wounds are healing. 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 Ariabas. Sada da da dozish. Prosha bababa. When it comes to the healing power of God, when it comes to the healing power of God, um, there are different, will I say, layers of it. For example, we have um, what we call the prayer of faith. Amen? Prayer of faith. James says it like this, the prayer of faith shall what? Save the sick, right? The prayer of faith shall what? Save the sick. What is the prayer of faith? <laughs> the prayer of faith is actually a command of faith. It's a command of faith. When it's the prayer of faith, what are you doing? You see, there is God's power on one hand, right? And you are drawing it out by faith. In other words, what are you doing? Faith is, I'm placing my belief. I believe in what God's word has said. Alright? Jesus said in his word that we can heal the sick. Alright? Jesus told us that we can lay hands. Jesus said we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That is what the word says. So, when a person operates, when a person operates the prayer of faith, what is the person doing? The person actually is taking God's word as it is. Taking God's word for it. God's word says you can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's Mark 11, 20... No, 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 no. no. Mark 16. Mark 16, 17, 18 and all that. It says you can lay hands on the sick and they recover, right? Jesus also commanded to heal the sick. All right? Uh-huh. And we know that healing is a way of confirming God's word. So there are lots of scriptures that talk about the possibility of the believer that you can lay hands on your on the sick and they will recover. 
And so the prayer of faith says that I believe what I heard, right? I believe that verse of scripture. And based on that, I act in faith. I, I believe it. And my belief is expressed in what I do. So when I see a sick person, based on what the word of God has said, I can declare healing on that person or lay hands on that person or command in the name of Jesus that that person be healed and I can expect to see the person healed. It's called the prayer of faith. I'm basing my actions on God's word. That is where I'm getting my conviction. What God's word has said. And I can also see not just the instruction, but I can see how that instruction played out in the lives of the apostles. I can see Peter and John who get to the temple or, you know, the gate called beautiful and they look at the, lep- the, the cripple and they say, what I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus. Are you seeing that? You know what they do? They exercise their authority. So there's faith in God's word. Are you seeing that? And there is the authority to heal the sick. It's one thing for you to have faith in God's word. Faith in God's word tells you you have been authorized to heal the sick. You can do it. But you know the shocking part? The shocking part is that there are people who are not even saved that can exercise the same thing. You want evidence? Evidence is that, I'm trying to remember the text. There's a certain guy, a certain man who, <laughs> the, the apostles came to Jesus and they said, there's a certain man who is casting out devils and doing all those things and he's not one of us. And they said, we told him not to and just said, don't forbid him. Don't forbid him. Let him do it. So there was a guy who was not, because you need to understand that when Jesus came in the flesh, he was the only one casting out devils he was the only one healing the sick. He was the only one raising the dead. Then at a certain point, he now told the apostle, I give you power, right, to do this. And we're also going to see that, that it's a bit different from, it's not, it's actually tangible manifested power. So I give you power. I give you power to actually do this. But then there was one guy who did, he did not give power. Who literally saw them do it and saw that they did it in his name, in his authority. In other words, Jesus at that point, is the one authorized, right? As he stands, he's the one authorized to be able to cast out the devil, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to do all those things. He's the one authorized. Then, other people, he tells them, okay, good. This, my authorization, now, based on my authorization, I authorize you also. You can do this. And then there's somebody who sneaks in from the back and sees them doing it and says, ah, what is that? And he goes to do it, and it works. Let me ask you, the seven sons of Sceva, they were not born again, because there are these seven guys, seven sons of Sceva, they're not saved. They are Jews, they're not saved. But what do they go around doing? The Bible says they go around saying, in the name of this Jesus who Paul preaches, and they're casting out devils. And the devils are responding to they meet one Ekbo, an elder demon. <laughs> and I says, guy, no, this can't go on like this. You're not saved. You can't be doing this rubbish. But there are people who exercise. It's, it's so, that means the word of God is so powerful. The Bible says the word of God is quick, you know, and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, rightly dividing asunder, right? The, the, you know, the soul and spirit and the bone and mind in terms of the heart. That means the word of God on its own is extremely powerful. So the prayer of faith is a response to the word of God. 
is to take God's word as it is. This is what God's word says. I believe it. That settles it. My life is governed by what the word of God says. So I see situations. I see storms. I see circumstances. I see sickness. And I say, you see what the Bible says. The word of God has said this about this. And I can, I respond based on that. So when I pray or I command by faith, I'm operating like this. And the word of God is powerful enough to actually drive out sickness and disease. I stand on God's word. This is how people who are not even, will I say, baptized in the Holy Ghost, who don't speak in tongues, who don't do all those things, operate. And there are people that have wonderful healing ministries like that. That's, this is all they do. They just believe God's words and they lay hands on the sick. And that is all they do. Yeah, that is not all in God's arsenal. Are you with me? These guys just understand they have authority. They have, understand they have authority. Now, this is for all, this is, this is to every believer. Every believer can operate this way. And let me say this. This is not based on your prayer life. This is not based on how much you've magadigaged in the secret place. It doesn't have anything to do with any of that. It is just the authority of the word. The finality of the word of God. The fact that the word of God is the word of God. <laughs> Bible says the voice of God splits the cedars of Lebanon. You know, it's figurative, but it's just talking about the potential of the power of God or the voice of God. And so God's word, what he has said is a finality. It is a reality. For the person who will take God's word as it is, you will always, if you decide to stay with it, you will always see the finality and the reality of God's, God's word. You will see it. So meaning that even if I have not prayed in the morning, right? Even if I have not prayed, I have not, I've not done anything and all that, and I come across, you know, a person who is sick, the first thing that is in my mind should not be, guy, have you prayed? No. The first thing in my mind should be the fact that, look, I'm standing on the word of God. There is the word of God that has power in its own. Jesus said, the words I speak to you are what? They are spirit and life. The word of God has power. The word of God you read in your Bible is actually pointing to a reality. Are you with me? It is actually the, will I say, the expression of authority. So I can go to the sick confidently and I can lay my hands on them and expect results. Regardless of how I feel. Regardless of my prayer life. Regardless of all those things. In fact, let me say this. This should be your default setting. Amen? That is actually how it's supposed to be. My default setting. That I can offer the prayer of faith for anybody and I can expect to see biblical results. With this prayer of faith, I can expect to see blind eyes open. I can expect to see the lame walk. Anything, anything that is a challenge to God must bow. Because Jesus told them, say, heal the sick. Cast out devils. Raise the dead. I can raise the dead on this. Because God's word is potent. God's word is powerful. It is the same word that, that created the universe. God's word is everything. So I can base my ministry or anything on this. My mom is sick. I cannot, I don't have to say, ah, mommy, I would have prayed for you, but, you know, man's going to have to make a dagada. Some six hours or two hours or three hours. No. Uh-uh. I seen that. So all this, some people say, why have you not prayed for this? I don't know. That's what I was just feeling. Say what I was just feeling. No, it's because you lack understanding of this. This is why you see some people, have you ever seen some of these guys, Todd White them and all that, they'll tell you, Todd White, 
prays like 20 minutes a day in tongues. 20 minutes. But yet you see the outstanding results they get. Why? Because they just believe God's word. And this is actually supposed to be the default setting of every believer. You should just believe God's word and take it like that. You just take it like that. Are you with me? You just take it like that. Take God's word for it like that. It's all with me. Just take God's word like that. It says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Are you with me? Aha. Uh-huh. So, you know, I like the way God did it. So that is the default setting. You won't say I've not prayed. Because if, if you leave it to praying believers, many believers don't pray. Are you with me? Aha. Uh-huh. So, it's very powerful. A prayer of faith. And prayer of faith is actually the command of faith. You understand? In other words, I believe what God's word has said. And I, by that, I go and I get people healed. It's all with me. And let me say this. This is the one that a good pastor also teaches his members. He focuses on this. Why? Because you see, this is not based on any man of God. This is not based on any spiritual gift. This is just the word of God that every believer has access to. So, you can teach believers, because as a minister or pastor, I can exercise this on your behalf. Right? Because we see what James says. If you can put up that text where he says that the elders, you know, if anyone is sick among you, let him pray. Okay, look, look at this. Look at this. Is any sick among you, let him call for the what? Elders of the church. No, 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 no. The verse before, let's see. Uh-huh, look at this. If any, is any af- among you afflicted, let him what? Pray. So you see that actually according to the word of God, if you are sick, afflicted, let him what? Pray. In other words, you can pray for yourself. And this should be the default setting or the default response to sickness. You should pray for yourself. Are you with me? You should pray for yourself. You should learn to do this. A good minister teaches his people how to believe God for themselves. How to pray the prayer of faith for themselves. You can speak over yourself and you can confess God's word over yourself and you can act on God's word. You can command sickness in your body to go and you can act on the word of God by faith and you can see results. This is the default setting. This is the short banker. This is like... Because I'm also going to see that many times, sometimes some people come to a prayer meeting or whatever and they are ministered to, all right, if I even say one of the reasons that people don't get healed more in many of these meetings is because of impatience, really. Because sometimes, if you follow someone like John G. Lake, you know that pray, sometimes they will use one week to pray for somebody. You come today, they pray for you, you go back, come tomorrow again, they pray for you again, you go back, come again. Sometimes they can spend one hour praying for you. You know, and we'll get into that later. I once spent, I remember I went to see a friend in Ghana and all that stuff, and her legs were kind of bold in a certain kind of way. And so I went to visit her and it was specifically to pray for her and everything. And I think I had prayed for her in you know one of our meetings we held there and just slight improvement. So I went there and I li- we literally spent about 40 something minutes praying for that leg. We would pray, 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 pray. Lay hands, wait, wait, wait. It would you know, move small. Wait again, pray again, pray again, pray again, pray again. Till it was like 80, 90 something percent okay and I had to go. Problem is usually sometimes the problem is patience. You know, it's patience. 
So it's the default setting. It's the default setting. Because now you can go to, go to a meeting and you don't, you don't get healed or something. Or something happens. But you see, this one will always work. This one will always last. This one, you can do it anywhere at any time. This one, you can sit down with your Bible, read it over and over again, study it and build conviction and apply this. This one works 100% of the time. It's all with me. It works 100% of the time. And usually this one is not, it doesn't usually um, come with all the gymnastics. If you were in Ignite, you see the lady there, when I went there and I laid my hands on her, you see a gush of power flowed from me into her and knocked her out. That's different from this. Do you get? That's, that's different. That's, this is the prayer of faith. So usually, usually, I'm not saying it's impossible, but usually when this, is, this occurs, you don't really see falling or, you know, all those things. As I said, this is default. Every believer can do this. Are you with me? Then, you now have another, will I say, layer called the gifts of the Spirit. See, I'm making a distinction. In fact, I used to teach all of them as the same thing. But it's what we call the gifts of the Spirit. According to 1 Corinthians you know, 12. All right? First Corinthians 12. So, verse 4, says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations. So there are gifts, all right? But it says the same Spirit, all right? Now, a gift, the word gift just means, well, I say it's charisma, something that is free, you know? Um, something that you don't, you don't merit. It's just there. You know, and that should say something about how the gifts of the Spirit operate. All right? Aha, they operate in this charisma. It just operates in your life. All right? So, there are differences of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations. You know, administrations would be, that, that word is the word service or ministries, or how the gifts are ministered. There are differences in how they are ministered. So, there are diverse, there are different gifts. There are different ways the gifts are ministered. All right? And then it says, and there are diverse operations, all right? But it's the same God that works all in all. Operations would be a combination of the gift and the ministry. How the gift and the ministry combine. Now, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, to another by the same, by the same Spirit. Notice it's by the same Spirit, all right? To another, now that word to another, to another, to another, right, is what confuses a lot of people. And they think that because it is to another, it means that it's, it's, they are separate people. But it keeps on saying the same spirit, the same Lord, the same whatever. That to another in the Greek is a way of listing, you know, it's like saying, um, okay, to one is given, where is it? To one is given um, by the spirit, word of knowledge, Right? Now, to another is like, okay, is like to another, like to add to that one, another, another is given, then another, then another, another. It's a way of listing things in the Greek, you understand? It's not that, oh, to another person, because this is the problem. They didn't add person here. They didn't write person. So someone said, eh, my own is what? Word of wisdom. Then to another person is now what? Word of knowledge. No. 
to another is just a system of listing. Are you seeing that? To another, to another, to another. It's like one, add, it, add to another, to another, to another. You understand? To another. It's all within the same verse. It is still the one. It says, if you go down to the it says, it says, it gives by that one and self same spirit. Right? Aha. Uh -huh. And it says, rightly dividing to every man. Okay, you have to keep up with me. That's verse, um, what do you call it? Verse 211. But all this work that one and self spirit, same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Severally, this is where this is another that hooks human beings because they will now say severally as who? As he will. And the he will here is supposed to be the Holy Ghost. In other words, the Holy Ghost wills it. So the Holy Ghost says, okay, you, your own, that's your own, or that one. Or even those who say we have all the gifts, who say, eh, it's when the Holy Ghost wants to operate it and all that. But if you are a believer and you've operated, because you see that tongues is inside this nine. If you operate tongues, you know it's not as the spirit wills as you will. Yes. And if tongues operate that way, why shouldn't the rest operate that way? When you go to Thessalonians uh, 14, you see it clearly there. It says, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing the understanding also. In other words, there is the will of man. So if you understand Thessalonians 14 and you come back here, you realize that this will, right, you know, this um, divine to every man severally as he will is the will of the person. God will divide to you as you will. Do you understand? As you will, as you want to operate, the Lord will divide to you because it is this one and self-same spirit that works in you. So if the spirit works in you as you will, he will divide to you. It's on with me. Now, if you look at um, the verse um, 9, it says, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts, so to add to faith, you know, is to the gifts of healings. Are you seeing that? The gifts of what? Healings. Are you seeing that? Yeah, the gifts of healings by the same spirit. So there's gifts of healings. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Now, the word gift, as I said, is it's freely received. It's charisma. It's freely. It's not something you merit. It's not something you deserve. It's just free. You understand what I'm saying? And that talks about the fact that there's another operation of the spirit in the believer when it comes to healing. Are you with me? The first is the prayer of faith by the spirit of God. But then we now see another operation of healing. There's healing by the word of God, but there's another operation of healing by the same spirit. Are you seeing that? And this one is a gift. In other words, the other one is, now, we are going to also see that faith appropriates this one too. However, these ones operate despite you. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Good examples of the gift of healing. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Good example of the gift of healing is what, you know, if you follow the Ignite meeting, those meetings are not for you to just come and sit down and look what's happening. It's for you to study and observe and learn. You see, when I began to call out, you know, healings, I said, is anyone here with pain in their back and all that stuff? And I began to feel pain and everything. Whenever that happens in a meeting or wherever I am, if that happens where I risk, I have a knowing about a sickness. It is 100% guaranteed that person will be healed. I don't think about it. If I receive a word, if I know, you understand, that this is what it is, I don't think about it. In fact, that's even when I'm, I'm, I'm bold, like, 
if I ever have a, you know, a knowing or something, I don't care what your sickness is. I'll be bold. Come, come. You know what I just say? Bring him to me. Come. I'm so... Now when I wonder, I can even start boasting and dancing. As in, I won't be bothered because it is charisma. Do you understand? It is free. It is, it is beyond me. Whether you like, believe, no believe, that's your business. You get, that's your business. And in fact, when I call it out, the truth is that the person doesn't have to come out. If I just say, oh, as a person, um, I call out, the moment I call out the issue, the person hears it. Healing is activated instantly. Healing happens immediately. It happens immediately. Are you seeing that? So, that is an operation of the gift of healing. Are you with me? It's an operation of the gift of healing. And every believer has these things. It's an operation. That's one way it operates. It can operate through a vision, it can operate, but it's a gift of healing. Are you seeing that? That is how it operates. Of course, it can also operate by faith. You know, my, one of my favorite people in the world is Wigglesworth. And Wigglesworth will say, if you don't, if the spirit does not move, it says you move the spirit, right? Now, that one is actually for number one, prayer of faith. In other words, the spirit of God responds to your actions of faith, responds to your commands of faith. If I say this is going to happen, right, I don't have to feel anything. Or, uh, you know, sometimes you're in a, because there's another level of what we call of healing, which is corporate, you understand? When the Holy Ghost is initiating, there's an atmosphere for healing in a place, that one, and that's something like what you see, you saw in the night. It's an atmosphere. We prayed it into existence. It's an atmosphere. That is why he called the meeting for healing. So there is an atmosphere. You get in there, you can breathe. <laughs> Pastor David will tell us back in those days of how people, when they are holding night of glory meetings, that people will literally, they will be bringing their sick because the place is jammed. The stadium is jammed. Outside, as they are coming near the place, the power of God will hit them like this. They will jump up and, and run. That one is an atmosphere. It's an environment. You know? It's a corporate anointing. It is that is. It is so easy. Healing is like, that's an atmosphere. Are you seeing that? That's like the highest. Are you seeing that? It's just in the air. I sent something to the group this morning. I don't know how many of you read that thing I sent. How many of you understood what you read? Because I think it so blew my mind. I'm like, what is this? Where they said something, is it miners, right, or so? We're dying because in the coal mine or something. They were dying of a certain sickness or whatever. They all died. And <laughs> John Ginley calls it, it's people used to call it absentee, absentee healing. Where people sat down together in the meeting like this and said, we agree that they are healed in that place. And they prayed and said healing happens there. And those guys were sitting down because they're the ones who had sent an appeal. And they were there on their own, sitting down, you know, dying. And all of a sudden, the, at the atmosphere changed to a, a divine electricity. The atmosphere became all of a sudden just charged with power from nowhere. They felt, they say it felt like electricity. It became charged. And that thing went to everybody and, and literally shocked them back to hell. And they were not there. That thing, I'm like, I've never seen that one before. Like, I've not seen that one before. I've not seen it before. I've not seen it before. I'm like, what? what, 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 what? It shook me this morning. I was reading it. I said, it's a lie. 
When you know your firstborn is a lie, you know it's good. I said, what? I was shocked. But it happened. <laughs> it happened. We've not even gotten there. Let's finish it. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's come back to the gifts of healing. And so they operate. You know, it, it, they just operate. There, and there are other ways that they operate, you know, the gifts of healing. But I want to stay on this one. You know, another thing about the gifts of healing is that God, in this gifts of healing, in the prayer of faith, it is you that initiate it 100% of the time. With the gifts of healing, God has also does a lot of initiating. You understand? He does a lot of initiating. Sometimes when you're operating this gift, you can be stirred up, you understand, to pray for somebody. You can be, you can be moved, you know, you can just, you know. There's a lot of God, God, God initiating, God, you understand, pulling you towards. Are you with me? There's a lot of God doing that in this particular. In fact, there's some people that believe, although I'm not in that school of thought, that believes that this is 100% God initiating. But one, one I know is that when you are in that, and the, the, this occur when you are in the spirit. In other words, this will occur in the flesh. They don't occur in the flesh. This one can occur very well in the flesh. <laughs> this one doesn't care about your prayer life. This one does. Though. This one cares. Because the more I spend time in prayer and all that, the more be- this works. I can create a better atmosphere or environment for this to work. As I said, these ones are charisma. They have nothing to do with you. They have nothing to do with your faith or anything. They don't, they don't, as you just, you know, as they come, like, pop, healing just occurs. Gifts of healing. Every believer has them. Every believer has them. You understand? And you can initiate them. Now, this is where we start getting into the power of God. Like, you start, where you start to see tangibility of God's power. You understand? But it just happened. I'm still going to do more extensive teaching on these things. Every believer has access to this. And I've just majored on one way of actually using this, which is actually by the word of knowledge, right? Word of knowledge. You know something about it, you declare it, and it happens. In my own case, I showed you guys on, on, on Saturday that sometimes the way this operates with me is I'll literally start to feel, you know, the way the person is feeling. I'll begin to sense it or perceive it my body. Sometimes I'll feel, ah, what's wrong? Why am I in pain? And I realize, no, I can't be in pain, you know? This is somebody's pain, and I'll declare it. That is how I do. In fact, what am I saying? All the healings that occurred here by this method, that was how they happened. I felt, you know, the power. I felt the pain. You understand? I felt the pain, and by that, I ministered. And so, between these two, the truth is that you can get a lot of things done. You get what I'm saying? A lot of things can be done between these two. A lot can be done. A lot. There's still more about this one, but I said... Between these two. So, my point is, you start asking, is it a gift or not? No. This is my default setting. When it comes to healing, this is my default setting. Now, one thing I've also realized is that when I initiate like this, sometimes this begins to kick in. Do you understand? When I initiate, so when I pray for somebody, then I just, you may pray for someone, next thing, you just receive a word. You just have a knowing about something. And then, you know, so faith can initiate this. The point is, I don't wait for this. I don't wait because when you're operating this, you will know. It will be different from this one. It will be different. Are you with me? Now, we're going to move because we can stay here for a long time. But I, I, and this one is gifts of healing. You know, the gifts of healing, actually. 
because plural because there are different kinds of operations here you understand and this is also here that some people find out that there are more or what um when it comes to the gifts, some people find out that they are more used in the in certain areas than others in other words some people they seem to always receive words about ear ear issue deafness da -da -da -da, you know some people seem to always you know they just seem to always receive about these lumps and growths and you know and all those things but as i said between these two the problem with believers is that you know what is for the sake of teaching why i explain these things do you get the truth is that this should be your default setting you should not be hey, hey, hey. this should be your default setting but number two you should also um how life put it seek to you know let the world, lord use you more in the sense of develop your prayer life develop your word life develop your faith life so that this operates more regularly now, there's a third one which I want to, you know, hammer on. Now, the third one, if you go down to, the, in the first Corinthians 12, we go down to, it says, where it says, are all apostles? First Corinthians 12, verse 29, actually. Okay, no. First Corinthians 12, verse 28. Okay? All right? It says, and God has set some in the church, first word, apostles, secondly, prophets, Alright, now this is, supposed, this is actually how the gifts develop. In other words, apostles were first. We had the apostles of Jesus Christ. The next thing we see, they were prophets. Alright, thirdly, teachers. After that, look at this. Miracles and then what? Gifts of healings. You know the way you have apostles, prophets? There are people that are called miracles. <laughs> you see that? The that the, this is what we call an office. An operation. You understand? In other words... This person is specially anointed for this assignment. Because you see, we are the body of Christ and everyone has a different function. But there are people that they can operate in gifts and faith, but they will be specially anointed to function in miracles and also healings. It may be separate, it may be together. Are you seeing that? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. People that special, like they have a special anointing us. This is where you now start talking about anointings. Do you understand? A person has an office. You know, an office is that this person is, this is, this person's, okay, the same way you have like, like a prophet, for example. Everybody can prophesy according to 1 Corinthians, you know, 14. According to 1 Corinthians 12, you see that every believer, Paul says you can all prophesy one after the other. You see, but there are people that are called to the office of a prophet. In other words, such people, a prophet is a spokesperson. One who speaks on behalf of another. So a person who is operating for a prophet will operate much more in inspired utterance. He will speak much more, you know, by utterance. That is, many times, like, God will use him much more in the area of, or the gifts that will operate a lot more will be prophecy, but utterance, a lot of utterance. Do you get what I'm saying? And the other gifts that fit that thing. Are you seeing that? So when it comes to healings and miracles, all right, we have healing by prayer faith. We have healing gifts. But we have an office, or offices called miracles, then gifts of healings. Point of we will have diversity of tongues. Are you seeing that? In other words, everyone can speak in tongues, but I would carry an office where they will be used more to deliver messages in tongues. And in some cases, interpretation. Are you seeing that? So, in this case, it says, thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles and then gifts of healings. So this is where this is actually where we start talking about the anointing. You understand? This is where we start talking about you know people who are specially anointed 
for a healing ministry. If you have, if God has told you you have a healing ministry, or some, not all believers will function in this way. But if God has told you you have a healing ministry or healing whatever, this is, this is actually where you can base that on, from scriptures. Are you seeing that? Uh-huh. Uh, and the difference, the difference between the others and this one, Ebarododo, <laughs> No, let me even say this. A believer can actually spend that. Sometimes a believer can, if you are not called into these things, that sometimes you can actually get to function in certain capacities at a period of time. And then, but, but it's not your office. It's not your calling. So it's not regular. But at times that God can actually walk through you. For example, if you are a person of prayer, there are ways you can pray like this. Eh? Even if you are not... <laughs> this, where you come here is where you start having what, like, this is what Jesus said. Where he said... Um, <laughs> where a woman comes and touches him and the Bible says power gushes. This one talks about tangible raw ability. Now, of course, gifts of healing and, and miracles, you, if one will start teaching more on the gifts of the Spirit, you realize that um, all the other gifts of the Spirit, uh, they also they function together. You can't really separate them like that. We separate them for the sake of explanation. But when it comes to this particular one, you know, and everything, and there's a reason I'm teaching this, is for the sake of some people here. All right? <laughs> uh, this one, there's a tangibility of power that flows, like when God anoints you. The way, okay, one example is when God anoints you with this, all right? This is when we start talking about things like what we call mantles, all right? Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to use Papa Hagin for example. Papa Hagin said, you know, he spoke about how when God initially anointed him for this, when, you know, he was called into this whatever, how he said he would just, and then if someone does, Sometimes someone just threw a garment on him, just wrapped him in a garment, and it just it just fit him, you know. Sometimes I see someone just passed and hardly threw it on him, and it just fit him like that. And and when that thing falls on you, that thing is raw power. This one is raw, like I'm talking about gushing power. This one is not prayer of faith. This one is not a gift of healing. Of, this is power, raw, raw ability. You understand? Raw ability. You know and. <laughs> oh God! You know, I was listening to uh, I was listening to Reverend Tokes. You know, yeah, the Reverend Tokes is actually the head of Rema Bible Institute in Nigeria. Yeah, and he was talking about how because the same experience with with with, with, with um, what's his name with Papa Hagin, aha. Uh-huh. How when God anointed him, God told him actually one day he said he was just praying or something. And the Holy Ghost told him, I said, that what is known as, you know, um, workings of miracles, something like that, is in, in my word, is going to start to operate in your life. You understand? And you're going to start functioning in this. And he said, you're going to start functioning at a thousand times capacity from what you're functioning now. And he said, okay. He heard it say, he just dismissed it. He said he was in a meeting the next week or something like that. Or that evening. And while they were praying or something, he said that this thing came on him like this, eh? And this thing was literally, it felt like pipes going into his body. And <laughs> he said, in case you know, that this thing was literally a thousand times stronger than normally when you would, you know, the way you would feel when, you know, some of you will know when the healing power of God is on you for something. He said, a thousand times more. And it was so tangible. He said, one time he called someone, he said, he said, oh my hand, oh my hand. The guy, the guy removed his hand. He said, what was that? said, I knew it. 
It's the power of God, you know, for healing. There's a tangibility to it. That's the difference between it and the other ones. It's tangible. It comes on you. It's like, the, you know, in the spirit, if you look, they're like garments. They, when they come, they fall on you like this, eh? you know, they can literally knock you out. And the truth is, you cannot stay in them for too long. The human body will just collapse. This is equipment. You can't stay in there for too long. <laughs> you know, in some meetings, because the truth is, I personally function in this. You know, this, this year, if when it comes to all the things I found, this one, I personally function in this one. And God said to me, you know, specifically even today as I was preparing for this meeting, you know, God said to me, and I'll just read it to you, and there's a reason why God says this thing. It's not for, for men to brag, but it's for people that are around them to know this is what this person is carrying. Because the way this thing works is that it is tangible raw healing power. And when, you know, and this works what we call the ministry of laying on of hands. Are you seeing that? This works specifically with the ministry of laying on of hands. In other words, many times it is contacted by touch. By touch. Do you understand? It's different from just de de declaring the healing, like gifts of healing. These are contacted by touch. You understand? In other words, when you touch, let me just read what, you know, he had said to me this morning. Um, he says, the ministry of laying on hands will work for healing. He said, when you lay hands on people, you will, okay, he spoke about, there's another thing called discernment, you know, that comes with that. But he said, tangible power will flow from you into the person where hands are laid. As the power of God goes in, they will be made well. Are you seeing that? There is a tangibility of this power. It's when this, this, this thing is tangible, if I lay my hand on something, you understand? That thing can absorb the power. You can take it somewhere, it will knock them out. But this is, this, this equip, and I'm not hoping I'm not just here to talk. It's all with me. I'm not just here to think of just gist. <laughs> no. Ah, yeah, Baba. Ah, yeah, Baba. Yeah. There's a tangibility to it. And, you know, I gave words on, on Saturday about people who were going to operate like this. I kept on giving those words. Our people, you understand. As I said, every believer will function, you know, in these, all right, in faith, in the gifts of the Spirit. But this is not for all, be all believers. The same way our bodies, the same way I function. There are some other, I don't function at this point, okay, once in a while I enter into it, but I don't function fully in the prophetic office. I don't. But there are people that function there. For example, my friend Pastor Itoro, eh? Of he also has this, but with the prophetic office, that's why the way words of knowledge come with him is crazy. Do you understand? So, I'm not teaching this to say, Oh, because I will still come and teach on others later. It's not to say, Oh, I have this and you don't. That's rubbish. In the body, everybody has, you know, he says it's for the prophet, you know, it's I have it for your sake. But Johnson will say like this that the spirit of God is in me for my sake, but it's upon me for your sake. Are you seeing that? Yes, it's upon me for your sake and it's upon you for my sake. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you see, another thing that, about this is that the prayer of faith is good, but not everybody, for example, a baby believer doesn't have time, that time of time to exercise his faith. 
an unbeliever, someone who is dying, right, may not have time to exercise his faith. Because this one also, prayer of faith, can be your faith alone. You understand? It can also be a combination of your faith and the person's faith. You know, walking in healing. Yes. And sometimes it is fully the person's faith. You get? But in your personal life, it's not every time a person has, has had, maybe you're dying, you just go to the doctor and you've been carnal. You're not here, you have cancer, get ready to die. Bah! It's not at that time. In fact, that word will knock out the rest of the faith that was inside you. <laughs> it's not there you can start saying, I want to believe for whatever. You get what I'm saying? It's not that you can start saying you won't believe. In fact, at that point, you have the faith has gone somewhere. It's not inside you. So, <laughs> so at that point, that is why you have the gifts of healings. That other people can, you know, believe on your behalf. You understand? That is why you have a whole ministry. This is how much God is committed to healing mankind. That the entire ministry is built upon this. Are you seeing that? But even with this ministry, you know, when we come, we normally will teach this first. And then we will now say the things that God has said to us about this one, so that you can put your faith in God's ability to walk in us and get healed. So this is tangible. God has God said it to me. Said, you lay hands, said, my power will go into people. And this is the thing. Even you as a minister who is operating, this one also has elements of like you have to believe what you're doing. When you lay hands, it's tangible power. It will literally go into the person's body and begin to walk. It's tangible, it's raw. It will go in like electricity. It goes in there and it begins to do the work. And it may take time. Sometimes it will be working for days. But let me say, the way this one works, you can accept or reject it. Are you with me? You can actually receive that ministry or you can reject that ministry. You can be ministered to and reject it. And that's why Papa Hagen, God told him, tell the people when you go somewhere. Because in his own case, it was more dramatic. When just appeared to him and told him, you know, very dramatic. And he told him, tell the people that this is what I've done to you. That if they will believe, you know, that you're anointed, when you lay hands, that healing power will go into their bodies and to heal them. This power is so serious. There are times, I don't know in meetings, I'm sure you've probably seen sometimes when I will literally, like, do something like this. It's not that I like to bend, though. It's that sometimes the surge of power, what is on me at that point? And in a meeting, you watch sometimes, like, if you watch, watch um, during uh, Ignite, I didn't start out like that. It got to a point at this thing, the, the, the flood of power got so strong that it literally, I literally caved in. You know, it, it intensified. Are you seeing that? But the point is that if you believe it, that power of God will flow into your body and no matter what it is, no matter the sickness or disease, you know, that is happening in you, you know, you will be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 But a step back here before we come back here, alright? As I said, the prayer of faith. Every believer can look at God's word and say, this is what the Bible says about me and I believe it and I'm, and I'm going to get healed. Are you with me? Every believer can operate like that. Because I'm talking to you, for example, this is, this is more of a teaching meeting. It is not operating, but if I start praying, right? If I start praying, for, okay, <laughs> okay, if I, if I start praying for the sick and everything, 
that thing literally will come on you. Will, it's a tangibility. When a person is on the best, it, will, it affects the person. You see that? It affects the person. It affects the way you flow. I remember years ago, <laughs> during summer camp, um, I think that was the second or third summer camp we had. I remember <laughs> while we were, I think the day before workers, when workers come, you know, before we start number one, we're just ministering like, you know, I would normally like to play with the power of God. It's a, it's a culture. I like to play and make it normal. So we were just, not say random, just say sit down, we're just run, talking randomly. And at that time, I, I, okay, I was trying to demonstrate something. I said, I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling any, because when that power is tangible, it flows like electricity. Some of you that have touched before, you know what I mean. You will literally feel the thing get into you. It's like it's tangible, the current. Now, I wasn't feeling any current, you know, I wasn't, but I just began to minister by this, the prayer of faith or something, and lay hands on people and everything. And at the point, the thing jumped on me. Now, there was a lady there, like, I was laying hands and everything. People were falling everywhere. It was the next day, someone came, one girl who had had the asthma. Was it asthma or asthma? Some very crazy asthma like that, had had. I was not praying for the sick. Do you get? But you see, because the power of God is no respecter of your, your intentions. It doesn't respect you. As I laid my hands on her, what happened? That strong, tangible power went into her body and drove out asthma. Are you seeing that? So I want to say this. In this ministry, it's a taboo for you to be under this ministry and, not re- and, and spend money on medical bills. Do you understand? Because when God's child knows the person for, for this kind of ministry and everything, it is for the people. Are you with me? It is first for the people that are sitting under him, all right? And then it is for the nations. Is someone with me? Is someone with me? There's a tangibility. And there are people here that also the Lord wants to work with you in that way. He wants to work with you. Because you see, it's no fun when you just have one person. It's no fun. All right? But we won't believe us who are bold enough that you say, whether, because me, this is my mindset, whether I'm anointed like this or not. This one, I'm looking at the point where everyone in here doesn't even care about this. You know, you've so, because to me, the most important thing is for you to develop this. Develop your faith capacity in God's word. Because what happened, that one, you don't rely on a man, you rely on God's word. And you can get healed anywhere. Are you with me? Uh-huh. It's only if you meet the one way past you. You know, there's one way past you, person sometimes. Uh-huh. One way past you. When you meet the one way past you, maybe you've not been believing God against, you've not really thought about cancer. Then they all say, Oga, you get cancer. Ah! He <laughs> said, no. He said, I'm still at headache stage. My faith is, is headache, is headache faith. So, based on that, Pastor and how far? They, you were telling us at that time, that meeting, how God had anointed you and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So, how far, sir? And then you can pray. And that one is usually very tangible. I said, when hands are laid, you see, it will sometimes knock you out. Okay. <laughs> 